0: Listening to the Sharp Cheddar Podcast. Rogers does this better than anybody. End zone, touchdown! Unbelievable. Here's your host, Joe Deluigiio. Because he's the bad man. Welcome to episode 99 of the Sharp Cheddar Podcast. Coming to you live from the At Home Studios. Yes, wasn't able to get into the New York City studios because of some snow in the Northeast. Not a lot of snow, but enough to cancel, close, shut down some buildings in the New York metro area. So that is why I am recording for the first time, actually, this year in the at-home studio. So I apologize in advance if you hear some TV in the background. If the quality isn't up to par, maybe a car or two driving by, perhaps a car crash, who the hell knows? But wanted to bring you this week 18 podcast. So here I am, folks. Exciting week for some teams with some big playoff implications for some, for others, like the Green Bay Packers. A game that means absolutely nothing, but they still get an opportunity to finish the season off strong. And there are some individual accolades out there for some Green Bay players and also a big week for guys that have been injured all season long. We'll get into all of that a little bit later in the podcast. And of course, a little bit later at the end, as always, I will have my picks of the week last week. One and two on the podcast, despite not delivering that. Picks of the week podcast. I still, I'm an honest man. I'm a good man. I still delivered those picks and I let everybody know that I had a not so great week. One and two, that puts me at 28 and 19 overall. So we'll finish up the regular season. And hey, bottom line, no matter how we do this week, we finish the regular season over 500. And more importantly, some exciting news on the gambling front. By now, you know, mobile. Sports betting, officially legal in New York starting this weekend. What better time? Um, Early estimates predicted that this would go live right around the Super Bowl. Christmas came a little early in terms of the gambling side of things. So now you'll be able to wager right here from New York. If you're in the New York area, you no longer have to take the quick drive to Connecticut or maybe right over the GW and go into New Jersey. I know those states are probably hurting from that, but take my picks this week. Log on to FanDuel, log on to DraftKings. They're having a ton of different promotions to get you hooked immediately. Check them out, and let's win some scuttle this weekend. So week number 18, first time there is a week 18, the extra game, first time in NFL history, the NFL playoff picture, all right? Before we get into the Packers, let's just talk about Overall, the NFL playoff picture. So if the season ended, all right, no games were to be played, what does it look like? Let's start with the AFC. The Titans would have the number one seed. You'd have the 2-7 matchups, Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs, the number two seed, Chargers, seven. The 3-6 matchup, Bengals, three. Colts, six. And finally, the 5-4 matchup, Bills, four. Patriots five now in terms of AFC NFC the big difference here there are a lot of different scenarios and movement that could occur in the AFC in this final week so there could be a lot of different teams that currently sit in a spot that may change based on how they perform in this final week so what are those scenarios so it's basic for Tennessee they could clinch a first round by and home field advantage with a win they win they're in They're on the road against the Houston Texans. If you want to be a legitimate contender, you want to be considered a Super Bowl threat here, you go, you win this game against a team that is not good in the Houston Texans. There are other scenarios there, but the basic Tennessee wins, they clinch that first round by and home field advantage. Kansas City, they're still in the hunt for that first round by and home field advantage. How do they do that? They win plus a Tennessee loss or tie, or if Kansas City ties and Tennessee loses. This is where it gets a little freaky. Cincinnati, they are still in the running for a first-round bye and home field advantage. How do they get it done? Cincinnati win, a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a New England loss or tie. A little bit more needs to be done. Not out of the question, though. Buffalo, they could clinch an AFC East division title with a Buffalo win or a New England loss. New England, another team that can clinch a first-round by and home field advantage with a little bit of help. They need that win. Buffalo, a loss or a tie. Kansas City, loss. Tennessee, loss. Is it impossible? No, nothing is, but they will need some help. As for sticking with the Patriots, They can also still clinch the AFC East Division title with a win plus a Buffalo loss or tie. Colts, they could clinch a playoff berth with a win. A win or a tie, they're in. Chargers, win and they're in. They have the huge Sunday night matchup against the Raiders. Winner of that game will go on and be in the postseason. Pittsburgh, still in the running. We just saw Ben Roethlisberger's last game. At Heinz Field, an emotional game for Big Ben, where they win that one, they could clinch a playoff win, a uh, playoff a playoff berth. Excuse me, with a win plus an Indianapolis loss, Vegas, LA game does not end in a tie. So that's a, a little interesting scenario there. And as for Baltimore, they could they can clinch a playoff berth with a win, Chargers loss, Indianapolis loss, Miami loss, a lot. A lot going on here in the AFC. As for the NFC, things not as complicated for the NFC, not as much possible movement. So, as it stands, the Green Bay Packers, number one seed, home field advantage, first round bye. Now, the 2 7 matchup Rams, Eagles, the Rams with the two seed, Eagles 7, Buccaneers, 49ers, 3 6, of course, Bucks 3. 49 or 6. And finally, the 5-4 matchup, 4-5 matchup, Cowboys at 11-5 and and the Cardinals at 11-5. So what are the possible scenarios in this one? Again, not much movement can occur, but a few things could happen here. The Rams can clinch the NFC West division title with a win or an Arizona loss. Arizona can clinch the NFC West division title with a win plus a Rams loss. The 49ers, they could clinch a playoff berth with a win or New Orleans loss or tie. Or New Orleans can sneak in and clinch a playoff berth with a win and a San Francisco loss. So the AFC, everything up for grab. The NFC, not much. Really only one possible team looking on the outside that could sneak in, and that's the Saints. Other than that, every other team is officially eliminated on the NFC side. And, you know, I look at both of these sides before things even shake up here in Week 18, and specifically on the AFC side. I think it's wide open. I think it is wide open. I think for the Titans, if they could hold on to that number one seed, that is pretty darn impressive considering they have lost Derrick. They have been playing without Derrick Henry. At the same time, though, I look at all of these teams that would be in if the season ended right now. And maybe there's one, maybe two teams that I say, they they, they can't make it. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. There isn't a a single team that is light years ahead of the others. The parity that we are seeing in the NFC and AFC. I mean, I, I can't remember... A season where it's really a coin toss. Even in the NFC. I know the Packers are the number one seed. You expect me to come on the podcast and say, yeah, they're they're light years ahead of everybody else. But I don't know. I look here and, it, again, if these teams all were to make it. The only teams that don't really scare me are the Eagles and the 49ers. And I don't want to throw the Cardinals in there because of how well they played early on. And maybe they catch fire. I think the Rams can make a run. I think the Bucks can make a run. I think the Cowboys can make a run. And of course, the Packers can make a run. I, again, there is no team on either side here that is way better than the other. And I think that's what makes this postseason super exciting. And we'll have a lot of people talking. I mean, everyone's going to be talking about NFL playoffs regardless. But with that being said, I think we're in for a good one. No matter how it shakes up, I really think we're in for a good one, and I think we are going. We may be surprised. We could see a team get hot at the right moment, rattle a few wins, and here you go, they're in the Super Bowl. They're at SoFi Stadium if the game is played there. We found out that Dallas AT&T, AT&T Stadium is now designated as a backup But man, I'm juiced up for the playoffs. And I love the fact that we're getting an extra game on wildcard weekend. I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for more football. Throw in 19 regular season games, I'm in. Throw in another playoff team, I'm in. Clearly, a lot on the line for most of the NFL. Nothing on the line for the Green Bay Packers in their season finale. And we'll get into that in just a few minutes because there is a few things that we want to Touch upon when it comes to this matchup. That I think it's important to discuss. But I wanted to really first talk about. Some of the Aaron Rodgers drama. And this time actually. Not him starting the drama. But the beef between him and Hub Arkish. The drama. Between him and the Chicago based writer. Who went on. 670 the score out in Chicago. And. Came out and discussed. Why he isn't voting for Rogers for MVP. And his quote exactly. I don't think you could be the biggest jerk in the league. And punish your team and your organization and your fan base. The way he did and be the most valuable player. Has he been the most pa- valuable player on the field? Yeah, you can make that argument. But I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor. Cooper Cup, or maybe even Tom Brady. So for from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. So, a couple things there. Number one, I'd love a, a clear explanation as to how he punished the Packers organization and fan base. I, I think that would be a good starting point. Number two, isn't the award designated isn't the award supposed to be given to the most valuable player, the best player on the field? Since when does a player's off-the-field controversy, and I say that in air quotes, play into consideration when it comes to the MVP? Am I missing something? Did Aaron Rodgers... Kill someone during the regular season that you know I don't know about, and nobody in this world knows about. Did he commit some sort of a crime that I'm unaware of? And if so, please let me know. Shoot me a shoot me a message on Twitter. Tweet at me at Joe double underscore D A L O I S I O. I'm just confused, and maybe this is a a sports writer that said, "Hey, let me take the opportunity to take advantage of the moment. Let me get some national recognition. Let me seize the opportunity the Chicago Bears stink. So this is my opportunity to be relevant here." You know, and and, and I go back to his quote saying, "I don't think he is I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or maybe even Tom Brady. Now listen, the way the NFL is, without a quarterback, you're not winning. And, and this doesn't discredit how good Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup have been this season. I mean, they have had phenomenal seasons. But in order for someone other than a quarterback to win the MVP, you got to be godlike at this point. And that's just how the league is run. That is just how... Quarterback heavy the league is. The Packers don't win games. Without Aaron Rodgers. Don't win as many. Excuse me. The Buccaneers don't win as many games. Without Tom Brady. Can the Colts win without Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Can the Rams win without Cooper Cup? Can both of those teams win a little bit easier. Without those two key players. Compared to the Packers without Rodgers, or the Bucks without Tom Brady? I think the answer's yeah. So when you're talking about the most valuable player, it should have nothing to do with the outside. It should have nothing to do with vaccination status. It should have nothing to do about whether he's coming back to Green Bay or not, or the off-season saga and the drama that ensued. Of course, Aaron Rodgers answered him back, and rightful rightfully so, I thought completely annihilated him in his response and buried him. His response was, I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he who he was, and probably until yesterday's comments, which you know I agree with him, never heard of him, and I listened to comments but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime in the off season that i had zero chance of winning mvp in my opinion that should exclude him from future votes how do you make an opinion on someone to win an award the most prestigious award in the nfl before a game is even played how is that okay how is that fair he doesn't know anything about me. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. If he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. And this is stemming off of Rogers going on to the Pat McAfee show saying he probably may not get votes because of that vaccination status. And I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not here to make this podcast about being vaccinated or not vaccinated. I'm here to say that this guy is an absolute clown. And of course he comes out and then apologized because rightfully so. He was absolutely ridiculed, destroyed. People were coming at him and rightfully so. And you know what I think should be done here? The AP should step in. And take away his vote. Send a message and make him accountable. Now, I believe they came out and said they won't be doing that. But I think that should be on the table. How can you have a guy? Because not everybody could vote for the MVP. But how can you have this guy come out and pretty much say he's had his mind made in the summertime? And listen, truthfully, I don't care about the MVP award. I want to see Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl. But in terms of the integrity of this award, or so-called integrity, how can you continue to have a guy like this vote? He's a clown in my book. He's a clown. He took advantage of the opportunity. He knew he'd probably get as much pub or more pub in his entire career by doing something like this. So, by all means. Some people love the pub. Some people need it. Keep their career relevant. Keep themselves relevant. I think it's Bush League. I think it's minor leagues here. You're better than that. I don't know. Maybe he's not. I don't know the guy. Should I ask him to come on my podcast? He probably wouldn't have came. Probably wouldn't have answered me. I don't blame him. Do you? This has nothing to do with me saying I want Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. Nothing. Because any Green Bay Packer fan would much rather see him hosting a Lombardi trophy. I'm glad Aaron Rodgers didn't take a a step back and say, you know what, I'm not going to comment on it, and came out and spoke his mind and buried him and put him in his place. Kudos to you, Aaron. So, going into this matchup, Packers-Lions, finishing up the regular season in Detroit, who will be playing, who's not going to be playing, should the Packers sit some guys? So, in the last podcast you heard me, I'm all in favor in playing guys. I don't think you should start. You should sit the starters. I think they're going to be off the field for way too long, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. And Matt LaFleur made that clear while he addressed the media. All our guys that are playing, which is the majority of our team, they have to go in with the mindset that they're going to play the entire game. As far as where that goes, and if then... And if when and we decide to pull some guys, it's going to be a totally feel-like thing than having, having a concrete plan. But the message to our team is, and this is how we truly feel, we're going to Detroit to win a football game. And I think that's the right mentality. And I think Matt LaFleur is doing the right thing. And being vocal about that. And I think it's smart. See how the game goes. If it is a chippy game for some reason, you're starting to see a couple things that, mm, a little dicey, a little risky, take the guys out. But I'm all in favor of having them play, and it doesn't need to be the whole game, but at least a half, maybe three quarters. Get a feel of the game, get a feel of where the game's going. The physicality of it, obviously, it's going to be a physical game, but and I get the other side of it: is it worth the risk? You're playing on artificial turf. Is it worth going out there? God forbid one of the another guy gets hurt and now is missing time in the in the postseason. I think it's a smart thing to do. I think you got to play the guys. I think if you have them sit too long, it's only going to hurt them. Now, what I would love to see, and I know I mentioned this last time as well, I'd love to see some of the injured guys come back and get some playing time. Could it be Bakhtiari? That would be great. Jair Alexander, he's practicing. He just came off the COVID list as well. Could we see him? I know the Packers just recently designated rookie center Josh Myers from return from injured reserve. He won't be playing. Zadarius Smith, he's not ready. Still a lot of guys in that limbo, not ready, almost there, some almost there, so it'll really be interesting. What do they do with Bakhtiari? Do they just put him back in his spot? Do they shift him over? Does he even play? He may not play. They may save him completely for the postseason. And again, is that the right thing to do? Is he in a position where you could just throw him back in there and, you know, everything is going to be just fine? I spoke about this briefly last time. Do you decide to take a step back and just let it rock? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of a mentality. Compared to just throwing these guys in who haven't played a single snap, a single down this season, I think that's something that you really need to consider, especially for guys that aren't going to be playing in positions that there's really a rotation. Nyman's been playing great. He's their third option, he hasn't been a liability. Dennis Kelly, another backup, playing great, hasn't been a liability. Again, I'd love to see all the stars back. But you got to play your cards carefully. You can't just rip out guys that have been playing well all season long to put in those all pro guys that you haven't had all season. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. If you could sporadically put them in there and get their bodies going, I think it'd be great. I've said it a lot this se- a lot this year. At this point of the season, there are a lot more subtractions than additions. The Packers have a real opportunity to be a special postseason team if they could rotate and get some of these guys back on the field. I think the bottom line for this game, though, is doesn't matter what happens, win or loss. Of course, you want to end the season with a win you want to end the season with 14 wins. That would be tremendous. But the most important thing is you leave Detroit healthy. And you don't lose any players. And if you do, it's not something significant that puts the postseason in jeopardy. That's the bottom line. That is the key to this game. Go out there with a game plan. Have some fun. I know the players are looking forward to this game. Because there are a lot of guys that have some accolades and milestones that are on the line. Devontae Adams needs 22 yards to break Jordy Nelson's team record for receiving yards. Preston Smith needs one sack to cash in on a ne- another $750,000 incentive. In the event he gets three, he'll hit for $1.2 million. Aaron Rodgers obviously has his incentives in terms of Finishing first among the qualified quarterbacks in several important statistical categories. Also could help his MVP resume. And this is a good one for pending free agents. Devondre Campbell, MVS. Big performances could continue to pad their great seasons and make them a few extra dollars and they obviously take that momentum into the postseason and make a few extra dollars come free agency. So there are some, you know, guys are going to want to play. There's incentives out there. You know, I think this is a good opportunity for Jordan Love too. What do you got in the young quarterback? We saw him check in last week. What can he do? We, we, get to, we get an opportunity to see him again. Made a couple throws, very basic, against the Vikings. But does Matt LaFleur let him toss it around the field? Go deep. Try to make some good plays. We'll see. The bottom line, though, here is you leave Detroit, win or lose, the most important thing is you want to leave this game healthy, get ready, get focused, get the body recovered, and make a deep run in the postseason. Packers continue to win the regular season. They continue to make a little noise in the postseason. But there's one roadblock that they continue to hit. Is this the year they get over it? Time will tell, folks. It's wide open. This could be the year. Now, before I let you go, music, hit it. It's time. Money isn't everything. It's the, the only thing. For the Packers are moving. Three picks of the week. Everyone has a price. (laughs) Yes, of course, my picks of the week. As I mentioned at the top, mobile, sports, gambling, finally, here in New York. I'm amped up. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting some action out there, whether it's a couple parlays, maybe some sucker teaser bets. I'm a sucker for all of these. So take the picks, do what you want with them. If you like them, you know, log on to FanDuel, log on to DraftKings, and make some money. Have some fun and make some money. You'll be able to do it starting as soon as Saturday. So, you know, hopefully you'll listen to the podcast before the game on Sunday so you get these picks in. Could be some Saturday games that I talk about because there are a couple. But have some fun. And remember, always be responsible. These lines courtesy of FanDuel.com. FanDuel, please sponsor me. Thank you. So, a lot on the line this week, so let's finish off strong. We start in L.A. I'm taking the Rams. Minus four over the 49ers and the win would help clinch the NFC West division title for the Rams. I think the Rams are just a better team right now. I know Sam Fran 5-0 and oh in their last five against LA, but that ends this week. Uh, who knows who's playing quarterback for Lance or Jimmy G? If it's Lance, I like the Rams even more. Give me the Rams minus four. Game number two, Bengals travel to Cleveland. I am taking the Bengals plus six. How is the AFC North division winner getting six points here? Well, Bengals clinch the division. You could assume that a lot of these guys aren't going to be playing, including quarterback Joe Burrow. But Burrow's out, Mayfield's going to be out, so you got the battle of the backups, which means this one is going to definitely be a sloppy game, and that's why I love six points. So give me the Bengals plus six. And finally, a battle the Sunday night matchup, a win and you're in situation. L.A. on the road against Vegas. I know the Raiders have rallied back since Gruden was let go, and they've turned their season around. But I think the team with a better quarterback takes this one. In this matchup, in their first matchup, the Chargers won by two scores. I think they could win by at least one touchdown in this one, so I like the minus three. So again, my three picks, Rams, minus four. Bengals, plus six. And the Chargers, minus three. And those my picks of the week so again overall for the picks 28 and 19 so no matter how we do this week we will finish the season off over 500 so a little golf clap to that with the postseason right around the corner I will still continue to have my picks maybe have a little bit more fun with the picks maybe some props some in-game props, same-game parlays. We'll have a little bit fun, but I'll continue to pick three games. Once we get closer to the end, we'll have a little bit more fun with what I decide to do. In terms of next week, I'll be back on next week to recap, set the stage for the playoffs. Hopefully, I haven't had a guest all season long. Maybe next week's the week we bring someone on we preview the playoffs. We talk a little Packers. Maybe we get into a little gambling. So be on the lookout for that. That'll wrap up this episode of the Sharp Cheddar Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already liked, subscribed, rated the podcast, please do. It would be, it would be greatly appreciated. Enjoy the weekend. If your team is in it and has a game to win, good luck. If your team is out, um, enjoy it. Because you won't be seeing uh, football for some time. That includes your team, of course. Uh, Maybe dive into a few mock drafts. Highly recommend it. And if you want to just chat about the game, give me a shout shout on Twitter at Joe, double underscore D-A-L-O-I-S-I-O. And as always, Go Pack Go!